Acts chapter 13. Communion verse 15. Acts 13 and verse 15. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, that is, Paul and Barnabas, sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren, if ye have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. If you have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. Having been chosen and called by the Holy Ghost and sent forth to the mission field, Paul and Barnabas had obeyed, of course, and went forth preaching the word of God verses 4 and 6 then they were on the move again verse 13 now when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos they came to Perga in Pamphylia and John departed from them returned to Jerusalem but when they departed from Perga they came to Antioch and Pisidia and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down was while they were in the synagogue they were invited to bring the word it's interesting while we read there in the verse 13 now when Paul and his company loose from Paphos it came to Perga in Pamphylia. Then we read, and when they departed from Perga. Thus, what's interesting, Paul and Barnabas had gone to Perga, left Perga, and yet there's nothing recorded about anything that they did there. Perga was a place of idolatry. It was there that the temple of Diana was. And so as I say it was a place of idolatry. And yet we do not read of anything that Paul and Barnabas did there. We're told that they came in and then they left. And not all of Paul's visits to the individual towns or cities or places are recorded. We're not told about everything that Paul and Barnabas did. So that teaches us something. It teaches us that there will be those times that you, believer, will do things for the Lord and nobody will know anything about it for I have no doubt that when Paul and Barnabas were in Perga they served the Lord there they preached the word there but it's not recorded what they did there the service they rendered there it's not recorded and again so often in the Lord's work God's people will be involved in doing things that nobody else knows about but the Lord knows that's the wonderful thing the Lord knows and he sees what man does not see in fact when you consider the Lord's ministry and you read through the gospels we find that the gospel writers did not record everything the Lord did either. For we read in John chapter 21 and John 21 and there in verse 25 
And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written, everyone, I suppose, that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. And so there, John is saying, the Lord did many more things, ministered in many other ways, but they're all not recorded. If they were recorded, John says, the world couldn't hold all the books that would be written about what Christ did. And so we're in good company then, believer. Whenever you do things for the Lord, and nobody knows anything about it, we're in good company, because the Lord did many things. And we've not told about them here in the Gospels. We know that when we serve the Lord and serve the Lord in secret and do things that nobody knows anything about. We know what the Lord himself said, Matthew 6 verse 18. Thy Father which saith in secret shall reward thee openly. Praise the Lord. The Lord will say and the Lord will reward for anything that we do, no matter how small it may be, no matter how insignificant it may be, if it's done for the Lord and in His name, the Lord will reward us openly. So whatever Paul and Barnabas did, where the temple of Diana was found, was seen by God, and the Lord would reward them or whatever they did there even though it's not recorded and now they've continued on their missionary journey coming to Antioch and Pisidia verse 14 this of course is different from the Antioch if you have the little map that we gave you last week you will see there are two Antiochs this one is Antioch and Pisidia. The other, of course, was Antioch and Syria. From which the two men had been called and separated and sent forth by the Holy Ghost. And here, we're given a record of the sermon that Paul preached there in Antioch and Pisidia. Once again, we're not always given the full sermons that Paul preached in different places. But we're certainly given his sermon here. He was breaking new ground. He was preaching the gospel to people who never heard. He preached Christ. And there were those who heard him who rejected Christ rejected Christ because that's happening today happens all the time there are those who believe but there are those who reject the gospel and reject the Christ of the gospel so let us concern it let us consider this sermon that Paul preached a wonderful example of preaching Christ and particularly to those who have never heard before I want first of all to consider Paul and the place Paul and the place having arrived at Antioch and Pisidia we see what he did immediately verse 14 and when they departed from Perga they came to Antioch and Pisidia and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. That's what they did immediately. That's what it said. When they came and arrived in, in Perga, they went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. So Paul and Barnabas pressed on in their missionary work 
they pressed on first of all in spite of the disappointment the servants of the Lord and the Lord's work will experience many a disappointment Paul and Barnabas are no exception what was the disappointment verse 13 we read there that when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos they came to Perga and Pamphylia and John departing from them returned to Jerusalem there's the disappointment John had gone with them when they returned from Jerusalem and came to Antioch and Syria he showed great promise in going with the two missionaries and others who were with Paul he showed great promise that he could have done something for the Lord third thing certainly looked very promising for we read in verse 5 of Acts 13 in verse 5 and when they were in Salamis they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews and they had also John to their minister so things were very promising for John Mark he had gone with them on a missionary journey and as they were preaching the word John Mark was ministering to Paul and Barnabas and after Paul's confrontation then with Elimas the sorcerer we're told that John Mark departed that's when he departed after Paul's confrontation with the sorcerer we remarked last week that Paul made no mistake in rebuking Elimas the sorcerer you child of the devil he didn't mince his words and it was following that that John Mark returned home perhaps perhaps it was something that John Mark didn't expect that he didn't expect to meet with such opposition when he was with Paul and Barnabas he didn't expect such opposition and such a battle maybe that's why he returned home we're not specifically told but it must have been a disappointment for Paul and certainly a disappointment for Barnabas because he was related to Barnabas he was his nephew and no doubt Barnabas had high hopes for John Mark but nevertheless it was a disappointment for the two missionaries the man who had been ministering unto them returned home back to Jerusalem it's a disappointment when people leave the work of God the Lord Jesus knows all about that we read over in John's Gospel in the chapter 6 there we read in John 6 in verse 66 from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him many not just one or two many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him that must have been a tremendous disappointment for the saviour 
Yes, we know he's God. We know he's the God man. But being man, he suffered disappointment like we do. And it was disappointing for Paul and Barnabas to have John Mark leave them and if you like walk no more with them well here's the saviour and he experienced the same thing then John Mark or Paul and Barnabas had one man leave them John Mark but the saviour had many from that time forth many of his disciples walk no more with him and so when it comes to the Lord's work and disappointment is felt when people leave the Lord's work and people leave the congregation and go elsewhere it's a disappointment for the minister the session, the congregation but we take comfort in the fact that the Lord knows all about it because he has been there before us he knows what it's like and the Savior is touched with the feelings of our infirmities he knows how we feel because he suffered the same disappointment as well as the disappointment we see the determination in spite of John Mark departing from them the two brethren pressed on and go on they did from leaving Perga they came to Antioch and Pisidia it was a journey it was a journey of about a hundred miles from Perga to Antioch and Pisidia it was a mountainous area it was an area that was dangerous infested with thieves and robbers but they pressed on why because they've been called to be missionaries they've been called to preach the word they've been sent forth to preach and no matter how far they had to go no matter how dangerous the way they were going they've been sent and they were going there to reach souls for Christ and give them the gospel therefore in spite of the in spite of the disappointment in spite of the difficulty of the way they did as we often say go through with God that's what they did Go through with God, thy vows to pay, thy law upon the altar lay. The Holy Ghost will do the rest and give to thee God's very best. That's what we want, isn't it? We want the very best as believers, as Christians. This particular journey certainly nothing like some of the other things that the Apostle Paul was called upon to suffer if you look there in 2nd Corinthians 12 2nd Corinthians 12 and verse 10 therefore Paul says I take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches in necessities in, in persecutions in distresses for Christ's sake for when I am weak then am I strong and Paul of course did say I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me and there's the apostle telling the believers at Corinth of his infirmities, reproaches, necessities, persecutions, distresses. I suffer all this for Christ's sake. I did it all for the Lord. 
I did it all for him. Because when I am weak, then am I strong. And the Lord gives them the strength to do what he's called upon to do. Whatever believer you and I have to do for the Lord, the Lord will give us the grace, he'll give us the strength to do it, to the glory of his name. The disappointment, the determination. Then we notice the day. The day they arrived at Antioch and Persidia. And we are told they went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down, verse 14. It's a very plain word there in verse 14 that it means so much. They were strangers there in Antioch but they still observed the Sabbath day. Notice that. They were strangers but they still observed the Sabbath day. Even though it was the Jewish Sabbath. Nevertheless, they went into worship there, giving themselves the opportunity to preach the gospel to the Jews who were gathered there in the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Just as the apostle said, in 1 Corinthians, if you turn to 1 Corinthians, in chapter 9, there in verse 22, Paul says, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 22, to the weak became I as weak, that I may gain the weak. I have made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake that I might be partaker thereof with you. By all means save some. Paul said to the weak, I became weak. In other words, he said, identify, ident I identify with them. I identify with them. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. And Paul says, and this I do for the gospel's sake. And that's why Paul and Barnabas went into the synagogue on the Jewish Sabbath day. Not the first day of the week. But went into the synagogue on the Jewish Sabbath day. And this teaches us that, that we ought to use every legitimate means to reach sinners with the gospel and to tell them about Christ the mighty to save. We use every legitimate means. That's what Paul did. He did it for the gospel's sake. That he got an opportunity to preach to the Jewish people in the synagogue there. Notice further we're told that they went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. It's interesting that that's, those few little words are put in there. Not just to say they went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and left it that. No. They went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. What does that teach us? Even though it was a Jewish synagogue, 
nevertheless they had respect for the place and a reverence for the person they conducted themselves in the synagogue in keeping with the words of the psalmist what did the psalmist say Psalm 89 verse 7 God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints when the saints come together to worship we're to come into God's presence fearing God the assembly of the saints and to be had in reverence of all them that are about it we're to conduct ourselves in a reverent fashion when we're in God's house they sat down remember years ago when our children were small we went to the south of England for a holiday there they were in of course there were no free Presbyterian churches but we wanted to go worship on the Lord's day well we went to this particular church that we thought would be sound enough we went in through the door oh dear me people were standing in the aisle milling about and walking all over the place there was no reverence there was no fear of God they didn't seem to realize they were in God's presence Paul and Barnabas went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, Sabbath day and they <coughs> sat down. They sat down. I know sometimes folk in the middle of a service if they go to the washroom or attend to a child or something of that nature. That's not what I'm talking about. We ought to remember when we're the house of God were in God's holy presence. Cherubim and seraphim veiled their faces when they were in the immediate presence of God. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. Well, that's what Paul and Silas did, or Paul and Barnabas did sat down see Paul in his place that leads us to Paul in his preaching if any man knew how to preach Christ it was Paul Paul the apostle for indeed he testified to how he as one preached Christ and him crucified that was Paul's testimony we preach Christ and him crucified and in the synagogue he was given that opportunity Paul never missed an opportunity to preach the gospel and to preach Christ here we notice first of all the invitation we see that the usual service of the synagogue was carried out verse 15 and after the reading of the law and the prophets after so the reading of the law and the prophets was done before the preaching of the word and after the reading of the law and the prophets the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them saying ye men and brethren 
if you have any word of exhortation for the people say on here was Paul's opportunity that he looked for the opportunity to preach the word to people who had not heard the word of God before it was the reading of the law and the prophets and then they asked Paul to preach the word you notice something notice how the emphasis was always on the word they read the law that's the word they read the prophets that's the word and they asked Paul to preach the word and so they went into that place of worship even though it was a synagogue and yet we see the emphasis was on the word from beginning to end that's the way it should be again notice what was required of them brethren if ye have any word of exhortation for the people say on again we see that it was the word that's why we gather on the Lord's day it's for the word to hear the word preached to hear the word expounded wanted to hear the word no don't we wish and pray that more people would want to hear the word would want to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ unfortunately many today put other things before the word before the preaching of the word and the preaching of Christ to put the smallness of a congregation before the word oh I don't like to belong to a small congregation I like a big congregation even though the word of God may be preached there and Christ is preached there that's not their priority they want a bigger church or they don't like that church that takes a strong stand against apostasy and ecumenism even though the word is preached there again that's not their priority they don't want to belong to a militant church a church that takes a stand outside the camp of the Lord And then, of course, there's always the music part of it. Oh, wish the music in that church was a bit more lively. That's what they put before the preaching of the word. Even though in that church the word of God is preached. But no, they prefer a church that has lively music even though the word may not be preached there that's a sad state of affairs Paul would not have been interested in any of those things he went in to the synagogue he sat down and the law was read the prophets were read and he was asked to preach all to do, say, all to do with the word nothing else they asked him to preach the word Paul of course sees the opportunity just as he told Timothy young Timothy young minister I charge thee there I charge thee Paul said I charge thee 
Therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at the appearing of his kingdom, preach the word, Timothy. Preach the word. I charge you to preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Surely that time has come. They will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. And shall be turned on the fables. Shall be turned on the fables. Timothy, you preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Preach the word. Whether it's popular or unpopular, you preach the word. Well, that's what Paul was about to do. There in the synagogue. As well as his invitation, we see his instruction. Paul sees the opportunity that was given to him. Notice, first of all, his manner. Notice his manner. Verse 16. Then Paul stood up and beckoning with his hand said men of Israel and ye that fear God give audience. There was his manner. He was going to preach the word and he wanted their attention. He was going to preach Christ and he wanted them to listen. He stood up and beckoning unto them with his hand. Ye that fear God, give audience, give attention. Give attention to the word. Give attention to what I have to say about Christ. Give attention to the message of salvation. He was going to give them the word of the Lord, the word of life, the word about God's love. He wanted them to give attention. As we read in Revelation regarding the seven churches, the Lord said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that hath an ear, let him hear. That's the Lord saying, Give attention to my word. We notice not only his manner, but his message. Remember Paul was addressing Jews who did not accept that Messiah had come in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he sought to convince them that indeed he had come. And so what does he do? He goes back into the Old Testament. There had been the reading of the law and the reading of the prophets. Well here you have Paul going back into the law and going back into the prophets. And speaking to the Jews in the synagogue that day and telling them that the law and the prophets spoke about Messiah. And Messiah has come. The Lord Jesus has come. He proceeded to tell them that Messiah was of the seed of David, verse 23. He proceeded to tell his congregation why Christ the Messiah had come, verse 26. 
to you is the word of this salvation come see he's getting down to the business of preaching Christ and the gospel he knew how to do it he used the Old Testament to do it some boys today don't believe in pre preaching from the Old Testament or referring to the Old Testament oh it's all out of date pity the soul the individual that says that because the law and the prophets and the Psalms is full of Christ full of the Lord Jesus why would you not want to read and study the Old Testament well that's what Paul did to you he said the Messiah came and he has come in the person of the Lord Jesus and he has come with the word of salvation for you Jewish people we quoted this morning I read this morning Paul's words in Romans 9 where Paul spoke about the burden he had for his brethren and his kinsmen according to the flesh I say the truth in Christ I lie not my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have a great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart for I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh now you see why he went into the synagogue so he could get preaching to his brethren and kinsmen according to the flesh and he went in to preach Christ And in preaching Christ, he preached the cross. Always get to the cross. If you're going to preach salvation, you need to get to the cross. He preached his death. He preached his resurrection, verses 29 and 30. And notice how he kept bringing the congregation back to the Old Testament scripture, showing all that was said about Christ in the Old Testament was fulfilled just as the Lord told those Emmaus disciples again we make mention of them and the Lord said O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken and he expounded on to them beginning in Moses and all the prophets those things concerning himself Paul wanted the Jews in the synagogue that day to see that all that was written about the Lord Jesus had been fulfilled and that Christ came into the world to save the Jews first first verse 32 we declare unto you the glad tidings then he went on to press home the message of the gospel in verse 38 be it known unto you therefore men and brethren that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins through this man speaking of Christ is forgiveness of sins should that is glad tidings isn't it forgiveness of sins that is glad tidings glad tidings is the gospel he preached to the Jews and he warned them about rejecting the gospel about rejecting it verse 41 verse 40 beware therefore lest that ye come upon you which is spoken of in the prophets Behold ye despisers and wonder and perish for I work a work in your days a work which ye shall in no wise believe though a man declare it unto you. Paul warns them don't despise the word that I'm giving you. Don't despise the word that I'm preaching to you. 
So we have considered Paul and the place, Paul and his preaching, finally Paul and the people. The Jews in the synagogue did not appreciate the word that was preached unto them. Paul warned them and he said, Beware. It applied to the Jews that day. It applies to all who hear the gospel today. Beware. That you do not reject the gospel. <coughs> Beware. Behold ye despisers, wonder and preach. We see the request. If the Jews rejected the word of the Gentiles didn't. Look at verse 42. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath day. They're not something. The word that the Jews rejected is the word the Gentiles wanted to hear. Paul, Barnabas, come back next Lord's Day, the next Sabbath day, and preach the same message unto us. Boy, it's refreshing, isn't it? When you get a people who say, Brother, preach that word to me. Preach that message unto me. So it was with the Saviour. Luke 5 and verse 1 we read and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God mark the words they pressed upon him to hear the word of God to hear the word of God he stood as he stood by the lake Gennesaret they pressed upon him to hear the word of God believer let's pray that that day will come to us There was a request. There was a revival. There was a revival amongst the Gentiles. Verse 44. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. They didn't come together for a concert. The whole city came together to hear the word of God. That's revival. That's revival. Read about the revival in the Isle of Lewis. And Duncan Campbell had finished preaching. And the people never moved. And he was told there were people outside. And when the doors was open, hundreds of people were outside the church building wanting to hear the word of God that's revival wanting to hear the word of God it's a revival of hearing the word of God press on quickly in the last point you have the rejection there was the request and the revival and it was the preaching of Christ that brought about the revival. And then the rejection. The Jews rejected the word. The Jews rejected Christ even as they do today. Still don't believe Messiah has come. But he has come, all right. the Lord came to bring salvation to the Jew first in John 11 verse, John 1 verse 11 he came unto his own and his own received him not and so Paul turned to the Gentiles and preach the word and preach the Christ to them such was the work of the mission 
in the work of Paul and Barnabas. It wasn't a fruitless ministry. The Jews rejected it. Ah, but not the Greeks. Because many, verse 48, and when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Did you love those words? Ordained to eternal life. Said last week, you just don't know where the elect are. Those who are ordained to eternal life, you don't know where they are. So he just preached the gospel. That's what Paul did. And those who were ordained to eternal life in Antioch, Pisidia, believed. They were saved. What an encouragement that is to any missionary and to any minister. The Lord bless the word to our hearts tonight. Let's bow and pray. Lord, dear Lord, we bless thee for the preaching of the word. We thank thee for the ministry of Paul and Barnabas. Once they were called and separated by the Holy Ghost, they went forth and preached the word of God. That's what it's all about. It's the preaching of the word of God. It's only the preaching of the word that will turn hearts from sin to the Saviour. Oh Lord, as the word goes forth, even tonight, may many believe. Dear Lord, be with us now as we leave the house of the Lord. Give us safety and travel. Those have a little further to go. Lord, keep us safe and well and healthy throughout this week. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be our abiding portion now and forevermore. Amen.